You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Happy Sunday evening, everybody. The Cincinnati Bengals came through with a big, big win in Nashville against the Tennessee Titans. Wasn't the prettiest of wins. Wasn't the most, I don't know if you want to call it the most enjoyable watching experience in terms of a football game. A lot of punting, a lot of defense, a lot of back and forth in some ways. But hey, the Cincinnati Bengals got a tough, tough win against a very good opponent. And they did so without a couple of their best offensive players in Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase. Kudos to the Cincinnati Bengals. This is a big win, a quality win, and one that I think showed a lot of character, a lot of guts. And they continue to find ways to win games in this stretch now. They are 7-2 and two since starting 0-2. And they've, they, they continue to find ways to win without some of their best players in the lineup. In that stretch of time that they've gone 7-2 and two since starting 0-2, you've had guys like DJ Reader out of the lineup, Chidobe Awuzie out of the lineup, Jamar Chase out of the lineup, Joe Mixon out of the lineup, T. Higgins in and out of the lineup, and the Cincinnati Bengals still continue to find ways to win football games and improve their playoff chances. We're going to be, we're going to have an abbreviated show today. Just kind of some quick reactions, a couple of stats and things, give you an update on what's going on with the AFC North, give you an update of what's going on with the, with the playoff picture at this point in time. But as we look at things right now, the Cincinnati Bengals keep kind of slowly climbing up that AFC playoff picture. They got a couple of favors today, which was, which was good for them. And now they're, they're starting to kind of turn the corner. They've got a big, big game next week as they host the Kansas City Chiefs and more down the stretch here. Another game against the Ravens, another game against the Browns, a game against the Buccaneers, who I can't even tell you who that team is at this point in time right now, and we'll talk about that in just a second. But here we are, though. Cincinnati. Improves to seven and four with a twenty to sixteen win over the Tennessee Titans in Nashville. I'm gonna let I'm gonna share this with you. This is from the thirty third team, and if you're not really sure about what that account is, they've got quite a few followers here. Uh, they have a lot, kind of akin to the Believe Network, where they've got a lot of different former pro players, pro coaches, etc. We've had Trey Wingo, who does some work for them on our program. We are set to have Mike Golick, who does some stuff with them as well. 
and others. So I'm going to play you this clip here, and I'm going to re- I'm going to rewind this. This is from Mark, Mike Martz, who obviously was a head coach of the then St. Louis Rams and a guy who knows a thing or two about offense and whatnot. I'm going to play this. They sent me this via direct message saying, "Hey, Anthony, I think I think you you and your readers and listeners would like to check this out." I'm going to play it for you. Um, about 30, 30 to 40 seconds. It's, uh, you know, kind of a little bit of coach speak, but I think it's, it does speak a bit uh, from a, a, an outsider perspective in terms of how the Bengals won today, what they've been doing since and where they are now playing some of their best football with the season getting closer and closer to the end here. So have a, just a quick listen to Mike Martz of the 33rd team, obviously uh, a guy who's coached in the league for a very long time. Check it out. They basically took what the Titans do exceptionally well and matched it and and won the line of scrimmage. And uh, they were the more physical team, and they made plays when they had to. I I just think when Chase comes back, uh, they're just now starting a nice run at the end of the season. This is where you'd like to be as a football team. You know, they struggled early, got some injuries. They're winning without their big superstar. He comes back and they're, and they're just they're winning without him and the momentum's picking up and you know they're just about ready to hit uh, full stride when Chase comes back. They so you can see there essentially talking a, a bit about Jamar Chase and you know obviously the impact he does have on the team, but I, I can't stress enough here you, you don't have Chase and all you know these past few weeks you're three and one without Jamar Chase and in those games T Higgins has two 100 yard receiving games. So, granted, Tyler Boyd's been a bit quiet, a little surprising, and a little disappointing to my fantasy football team, I will not lie. However, he's been a little quiet, had a great final drive or so against the Steelers last week. And then you've got T. Higgins stepping up. You've got other guys like Trenton Irwin stepping up here and there. And they just are doing enough. And then you don't even have Joe Mixon this week. Didn't have Joe Mixon for much of the game last week. And Samaj P. Ryan, four touchdowns the past two weeks just continues to just play smart football, solid football. You know, as you watch Samaj P. Ryan this uh, this week, you know, I think there's a little bit more of a pendulum swing, so to speak, with Joe Mixon in terms of, yeah, you get kind of those bigger negative plays. You saw a couple of those today from P. Ryan as well, but you get a few more of those potentially from Mixon, but you also get more big plays from Joe Mixon, whereas P. Ryan, it's a little bit more, you know, slower and steadier and, you know, positive yardage, positive yardage, positive yardage, and it helps drives to sustain. And and really, kudos to Samaj P. Ryan, a guy who just kind of waits his turn, waits for his opportunities, and plays hard, plays well when his number's called upon, and you, you gotta you got to like that. Um, let's, let's get to some of the stats. We'll go over these real quick because John and I are going to have a show tomorrow called the aftermath. And then we're going to do our, our Wednesday deep dive as we normally do as it, actually it's going to be Thursday, Thursday deep dive as we normally do. So we're going to split that up and then obviously have some more stuff for you coming up here, but hopefully you've enjoyed the content that we have brought you on this show and on the Cincy jungle podcast channel. We've tried to give you a lot of different stuff on our channel here. Hopefully you have enjoyed it. If you are new to the show, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. There's an icon right about right there. You can click that to subscribe and click the bell to be notified 
when we go live, when new content is available, you can give a thumbs up to the Cincy Jungle Facebook page as well. There's about 80,000 strong on that one there. We stream live there through various Twitter accounts and whatnot. So you're going to want to check those out as well as uh, all the on your favorite audio streamer, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all the major ones. We are there. So check that out there. So let's get to, yeah, you know what? Here's, here's Foxy. I, I wanted to, I don't know. Um, it sounds like Foxy may have been at the game here. It was extremely cold in Tennessee for this game, but it was warm with that big W uh, driving back to Louisville right now. That, <laughs> I said this uh, early, you know, that sky before kickoff, that was like an ominous looking sky. Dark, black, gray clouds just look cold and gloomy and tough. So, yeah, I mean, uh, it didn't didn't look like the best of conditions. Regardless, the Bengals pull out the win. Let's have a quick look at some things and then recap you on what happened through the rest of the division that played Sunday and give you a quick peek as we are here now, late afternoon, early evening for some, or I guess mid-evening uh, mid for some on Sunday here. Joe Burrow, just efficient day. Efficient. That's about all I can I can really label it. 22 of 37. Uh, you would like to see a, a little bit bigger completion percentage, but still tough defense. He was going up against 270 yards, one touchdown, one sack. So you look at what happened last year, nine sacks in that game, nine. And this year, I i mean, it's like, wow, what a difference a couple of months make. And the, the you know, the Cincinnati Bengals allow one sack. Now Burrow kind of, Got out of potentially a couple with his with his legs there, and you like to see that. But man, um, just a a really good job by the offensive line in a lot of different respects here. You, you got to like that a ninety one rating. Just you know, again, kind of just really. I mean, it, it wasn't superstar ball, but it was just like, hey, you know, that's what we asked for. And Tannehill, twenty two of thirty four, two hundred ninety one yards, made some plays. No touchdowns, no interceptions. So he wasn't the guy who lost the game, but he was the guy who won the game. He wasn't the guy who won the game. Did have a better rating than than Joe Burrow, oddly enough, at 91.7. Um, uh, lower QBR rating. But one sack on him as well. Pretty similar games from these guys. And then you got P. Ryan there, 17 carries, 58 yards, only a three and a half yards per carry average about one touchdown you see there. Burrow kind of getting some action uh, going nine for 32. Travion Williams had a couple of nice plays here. And two two carries, 18 yards, including the 16-yarder late. That was a big, big play. Look at Derrick Henry, guys. 17 for 38, 2.2 yards per carry. Everybody's going to tell you about that long screen pass that he took a long way and almost got into the end zone. And, oh, by the way, it was stripped out by rookie Cam Taylor Britt. Everyone's going to play that over and over and over and over. You want to talk about physical football? 2.2 yards per carry by Derrick Henry. Dontrell Hillard, uh, good backup running back. He did have eight yards per carry, including an 11-yarder, but two for 16. I mean, 21 carries, 63 yards for three yards a carry for, for the Tennessee Titans. I mean, Lou Anarumo, game ball for you. That, that's unbelievable right there. That is absolutely the key to win the game. And you look at the receiving numbers here. Henry, your leader with the 69-yarder that ended up getting stripped, but uh, Burks had a nice 51-yarder that was on the rookie, but that was more a great play by Burks rather than bad coverage 
by Cam Taylor Britt on that one. And then, you know, just kind of like some, a couple of chunk plays here and there, but no one that absolutely killed you uh, other than really that, that big play by Derrick Henry. And he fumbled the ball. And then, of course, someone else jumped on the ball. I think it was Burks jumped on the ball in the end zone there. So, I mean, no one was really killing you in the passing game from Tennessee. You got T. Higgins, 7 for 114. Nice day also from Hayden Hurst, 6 for 57. couple great catches by him. P. Ryan, 4 for 35. A 24-yarder by Travion Williams. So he really stepped up again for the second straight week. You know, Evans kind of had some disappointments. You didn't have Joe Mixon. Williams comes in and, and makes some plays. I mean, what I mean by the, the disappointment by Evans, I mean, he's the guy that had the pick play early that was called for a penalty that negated a big T Higgins play early in the game that probably would have netted a touchdown drive given how that one was going and just two catches for 16 yards for Tyler Boyd. But still you got to take it how how you can get it. You can see there Burks was the guy who recovered the fumble Logan Wilson nine kind of a quiet day in terms of like, you know, his number being called or big plays, but he did have a tackle for loss and a pass defended along with nine total tackles active day for him really active day for Cam Taylor Britt, eight total tackles and the forced fumble. I, I, I think he's growing into his role nicely. Mike Hilton, man, uh, it's not showing tackles for loss there, but there were three plays uh, late in the game there that you could have said, wow, that was just impact play run stuffs uh, on, on Derrick Henry and company, just really solid game by him. BJ Hill, seven tackles as well. Um, a quietly nice day as well, even though the stat sheet won't show it. One tackle from DJ Reader, but two passes defended at the line. Tipped those, one of which was caught. Um, but, man, uh, really good game from him. Cam, Cam Sample had a tackle for loss late, too. Look at Sam Hubbard's game as well. Six total tackles, a sack, and two total tackles for loss. Two, two hits on the quarterback. So, Man, a good game from him. And then just, you know, you can see here some nice plays from the from the Tennessee defense. But you look here, it's so nice to see all these zeros in that sack column. Demarcus Walker did have one, and that came on a play where he went up against Alex Kappa. He kind of passed him off to Ted Karras. Karras kind of got walked back on the pass off there. Uh, it wasn't a complete domination, but, you know, it was just a slower developing play. And when the guy got passed off, it was like, oh, he was kind of on skates a little bit. Other than that, though, I mean, the offensive line continued to play pretty, pretty well against this good Tennessee defense. Not much in the kick return game from either team or uh, punt return game. I mean, C.J. Board had a couple of nice punt returns, but nothing to write home about. Perfect day from Evan McPherson. Two of two on field goals, including a 47-yarder in gloomy weather. Two of two on extra points for eight total points. You got Caleb Shudak missing one big kick, but... Uh, that one was that was a big momentum shift right before the half, uh, right before the half. Three of four though, one of one on extra points. Ten total points for him coming in for Randy Bullock, who shockingly had a calf injury. But Caleb Shudak, despite the miss, still a respectable day from him. Drew Chrisman, look at this man, two hundred fifty nine yards on five punts. Woo! And the the big guy that everybody else wanted uh, in the you know the aside from the SDSU punter who shall not be named based on other things that happened with him, but Stonehouse, the rookie uh, out kicked Chrisman by just 10 net yards. And look at the averages by both of these guys. They were kicking the hell out of the ball. Both put two inside the 20. Here's a big one right here though. Two touchbacks by Stonehouse, zero touchbacks by Drew Chrisman. So 
man, Chrisman continues. He This 62-yarder was an absolute bomb. They did get some yards on the return there, but absolute bomb deep in the Bengals' territory when he kicked that. So uh, this was a key point in this. The special teams units, based on how close this was here, that was a key point to this. So a couple of nice things there from the Bengals' special teams unit. Albeit, you know, they had kind of a, a some sloppiness in terms of penalties on the special teams unit from the Bengals, which is a little bit of you know, a little bit uh, uncharacteristic. But again, I want to show this real quick because we've talked about the Bengals' defense in the second half. We'll talk, John Sheeran and I will talk more about this later this week. But look at this, man. If you go drive summary, I'm not going to go play-by-play. I'm not going to go hold. This is from end of quarter two, if you look at this. And you look at it, punt, punt, field goal, field goal. Six points on their home turf at the end of the game. And that is with giving up 10 in the first and a missed field goal opportunity in the first half. That is just when you combine the six second half points by Lou Anarumo's defense, along with the, what did I say? 22 yards or I mean, 2.2 yards per carry by Derrick Henry. When you combine those facets, man, that is an impressive performance on the road against a team who supposedly, although they didn't want to admit it, looked at this as a revenge game against the Bengals. That is impressive as hell by the Bengals' defense, giving up six points in the second half. Unbelievable work by Lou Anarumo's group. And again, you don't have your number one corner, Wouzier there. You're getting some of your guys back. You don't have Josh Tupo, your second best, arguably your second best run stuffer in the middle there. Um, and you're still getting things done there. You got to love that. You got to love that. So uh, I, this was a, an issue here. Emperor Starscream, one of our regulars. Good to see you there. Penalties damn near cost us the game was the comment here. And yes, we will get to that right now. I'm going to give you a snapshot here we're going to talk about what happened in the division and then we are going to head out of here to get you updated on things here are the team statistics just to give you a a look Bengals really kind of pulled away this game if you saw that halftime snapshot of this game it was very even first downs were even uh, total yards were pretty even really the big difference and they showed it in the graphic the big difference was the Bengals were one of one in the red zone in terms of converting it to a touchdown and the Titans were 0 and 2 converting them to field goals. The Titans kept putting it in early to Bengals territory. They just could not convert them into touchdowns. Ironic because that's what plagued the Bengals in the postseason last year. But I digress. You look here though, third down efficiency, five of 14. So the Bengals were not that great on third down. Uh, Tennessee was slightly better. Seven of 16. Uh, I'm not a math major, so maybe I'm, Maybe the percentages are pretty damn close there. I don't know. Uh, total plays, Bengals really kind of pulled away at the end there. Total yards, Bengals only out, outdid them by 30 yards. Total drives, Bengals had two more yards per play. Tennessee actually had more yards per play, 6.1 to 5.7. And then you look down here, look at the rushing yards, 108 to 63. You would never really, with no Joe Mixon and a fully healthy Derrick Henry, you would never have thought that being possible. Here you go, red zone attempts and makes the Bengals just slightly better. One of three in total, 0 of three for the Titans. And that really was a a 
sign of the game here. And then look at all the penalties, uncharacteristic from both teams. Nine of eight, nine for 80 by the Bengals, eight for 57. And of course, the last one on the Evan McPherson make that they ended up taking off of his stats because the Bengals accepted it. It extended the drive and they could just sit on the ball. So eight for 57 by the Tennessee Titans. A lot of flags in this one. Bengals slightly better in time of possession, but yeah, I mean, you're talking about nine for 80 and a small handful of those came on special teams. You're talking about holding, you're talking about, you know, just all kinds of different stuff. So, um, you know, they've got to definitely clean that up. This is more of an anomaly though, in terms of the amount of penalties and yards than the norm for the Cincinnati Bengals. So I'm not too worried about it unless that becomes a trend. This is just kind of, uh, what, what was happening today. And especially when you look at the, uh, eight for 57 number from the Tennessee Titans. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of a little bit of the tail of the tape with the Cincinnati Bengals here. So let's get to a couple of different things here and then we will uh, get on out of here. The Bengals, after their big win, they got a big, big gift down in Florida. And this was a game that was It was delayed about a half hour because of lightning and thunder, et cetera. But this became a real, uh, for a while, for about three quarters, three and a half quarters, this was a dog of a game to watch. And then all of a sudden it became really exciting. And Jacksonville pulls a stunner at home against the Baltimore Ravens, beating them by a point. And it came on a Marvin Jones touchdown catch that was nearly overturned. And then instead of going for the tie, they go for the win with a two-point conversion and they throw a two-point conversion to Zay Jones, who had a very nice game as well for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They beat the Ravens to put them, I believe, at seven and four. And so now they and the Bengals are jockeying for the AFC North crown. Of course, the Ravens have the tiebreaker there because of the win over the Cincinnati Bengals. But this is a big, big win for the Bengals, and the uh, you know helps out the helps out the Bengals, hurts the Ravens, and yes, there was a moment there at the end. I mean, they trotted Tucker out there for what got a sixty-seven yard or something like that, and you're going no way, and he puts one down the middle, and you're like, dude, is this guy is this guy making this? And he was pretty dang close, pretty dang close, but comes up just short. Uh, Marvin Jones and Press Taylor aid Bengals playoff hopes and Jags win over the Ravens is the headline on Cincy Jungle. I pinned that, so go check that out. Good, good news for the Bengals, not good news for the Baltimore Ravens. And even though the Pittsburgh Steelers are eliminated, officially eliminated from playoff contention, um, you've still got some things with the Browns here. Uh, they come through with a big win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And man, they finish it in overtime, 23-17, beating the Buccaneers. What is going on with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Can't figure that team out. That's looking more and more like a winnable game, albeit one that is in Tampa Bay for the Cincinnati Bengals, but looking more and more winnable by the each passing week. And there you go. Cleveland beats the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wow. 23-17, putting them, I believe, at 4-7 and seven as well. 
So Cleveland not fully out of it, but they are not anywhere near where the Bengals are at this point in time. So here you go right here. Here is your AFC playoff picture courtesy of CBS Sports. Um, Just a quick bracket. Now this may have changed based on some things this afternoon, but look at this. This is as it currently stands, and I will pin this in the live chat for folks as well. You see here, first round by, as it currently stands, the Chiefs, 8-2. and two. Uh, I think they are finishing a game right now, if I'm not mistaken, or have finished it right now, so this may be not totally updated. But they currently have the one seed, as do the Eagles at 9-1. and one. The Jets, who had Mike White. The Jets. Uh, they are currently hanging on to the last wild card spot, and they have the same record as the Bengals. The Bengals have the tiebreaker because of the win over them earlier this year. The Jets, if if the playoffs were to be starting today in the AFC, you'd have the Chiefs having a first round bye. You'd have the Jets going to the Dolphins, who have the two seed, eight and three. The Dolphins are rolling right now. The Bengals are the six seed at seven and four, and they would go to Tennessee yet again. If the playoffs were to start today to face the Titans who have the three seed, the bills who have the five seed at eight and three would go to the Ravens who have the four seed. So right now the Cincinnati Bengals have the six seed in the AFC playoff picture. The NFC, as I mentioned, the Eagles would have to buy the Seahawks, the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, again, this may have changed here, but still, seventh seed shortly before we took the air here. And then of course the Vikings would have the two seed at nine and two. The giants would have the six seed. The NFC is wacky. I just would not have figured this one out. Giants seven and four uh, at the six seed. They would go to San Francisco who would have the three seed Cowboys five seed going to Tampa Bay after their loss today. So that is where things are in terms of the NFL playoff picture right now. A lot of football to be played, a lot of big games to be played, but that would be how it, how it ends. And I see here, you know, that would be the best scenario to play Tennessee again. It would be, but man, I don't know. I mean, you sit here. I, I kind of, based on what I've been seeing from the Ravens, I'm kind of like, well, you know, let's just kind of see. But again, you would be if you're the Bengals, you would be talking about trying to beat the Ravens three times in one season. You would be talking about trying to beat the Titans three times in a potential close to a calendar year. It's a tough ask, but Cincinnati doesn't really seem to be phased by a lot of things at this point, which is not something you could say about a lot of Bengals teams. That they can't, they that they don't get phased in the moment. Interesting. Regardless, we're going to be back with more, uh, with more myself and John Sharon. We're going to be back, and then of course uh, we'll be getting you more later in the week. A preview of next week's game against the Chiefs. I'm going to try, and hopefully, I haven't even tried to reach out here, but I'm I'm going to put this out there in the universe. If you remember the AFC playoff game, the AFC championship game last year, we had believe in Chiefs. Joe Valerio, former offensive lineman for the Chiefs, and we chatted for, I swear, it had been almost an hour, and it was one of the coolest interviews I've ever had. I'm hopeful we can maybe get him back on again. Um, He was a really insightful guy, a really nice guy, and I just loved hearing him break down X's and O's and stuff. So maybe we'll get him on for this one here. We will try and or someone else as well, but 
Uh, big game coming up here between the Bengals and the Chiefs, kind of like last year, right? Same deal, teeing up a big game for both teams here. And obviously, as each passing week continues, as each win, win or loss kind of compiles in the columns there, more and more importance to each conclusion of the game. But regardless, the Bengals improved to 7-4 and four with a tough, tough 20 to 16 win over the Tennessee Titans missing a couple of their offensive stars didn't phase them didn't phase them on the road and here they are getting healthier to face the Chiefs next week you've got the Bills coming down the stretch you've got the Buccaneers coming down the stretch you've got the Ravens coming down the stretch you've got the Browns coming down the stretch a lot of tough games for the Bengals We'll see if it if it uh, causes them to flinch or not. As of now, it has not. Regardless, I'm Anthony Cazenza. This has been a post game wrap for you. We're going to bring you more. We're going to have the aftermath Wednesday deep dive show interviews, all kinds of different stuff. And you gotta subscribe to our YouTube channel, like the face Cincy Jungle Facebook page, keep it to CincyJungle.com, and of course, subscribe to our podcast on your favorite audio streamers, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all of the major ones, we are there. Big win by the Bengals. Gotta love it. And I'm gonna leave you with this. There, I, I can't, I can't play this video um, because there is some uh, NS... FW language in it. Uh, but uh, this is from Mark Slaughter, who does a lot of um, a lot of work for the Bengals. And I'm gonna I'm gonna pin this here. I'm, I'm just going to have you, I'm going to say, go check out this link on Twitter. Here it is right here. Yeah. Chris, Mar- Chris, Chris Martin said it right here. Yep. Teddy. Yeah, there it is right there. I Just go check it out. Just listen to it. He is giving the absolute business to, to Tennessee. I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I, I like it. I like, I like the, the jabs and I like the confidence. I like all that. But uh, anyway, I'll leave you with that one. Go check out that link. Go listen to it. <laughs> go get a chuckle, and you'll understand why he has become a very, very important player to this Bengals team. At any rate, I'll leave you with that. And for now, enjoy the rest of your football Sunday. Have a good week. Try to come out of this holiday and you know get back into the swing of things. There's, I know a lot of you had some nice time off, and try and get back into the swing of things and, and be productive if, if you can. Regardless. Bengals win 2016. Gotta love it. They improved to seven and four and are now the sixth seed as it currently stands in the AFC playoff picture. Let's hope they keep climbing up. We'll see you next time. 